0: Well, those of you online and those of you in the house, we have the privilege to address a really important topic. And that is, what is success? When you think about success, what does that mean to you? Every one of us wants to be successful. Every mom, every wife, every grandmother, every guy in the room, every guy online, we all want to be successful. What does that mean to be successful? And who defines success? And who defines success for you? Did your mother? Did your grandmother? Did your dad? Did culture? Was there a voice inside of you? Who tells you what success is? And so this morning, we want to tackle that topic and help us with a working definition of what real success is. And to do that, I have the greatest woman, wife, mother, and now grandmother in the world to join me. This is my wife, Danita. Would you please welcome her?
1: Yeah, I was recently visiting my parents in um, Tennessee, and I had an opportunity just to spend some alone time. It was very quiet. It was just my parents and myself. And one morning, I was back in a bedroom And I was asking this very question, Kurt. You know, I looked at all the pictures when I was younger and even present day pictures of our family. I thought, what is success? Lord, how do you define success for me? I mean, I've been married to you for 36 years. Now, that truly is
0: success. Okay. No no question. That's success.
1: Lord, thank you. And... We have been blessed with three incredible children, and their spouses are direct answers from, from God. And we have two beautiful grandchildren, one more coming really soon in a couple of weeks. And Kurt, look at this. I mean, we are able to be a part of this body, and that is just to me, it's a, it's a blessing. That's, that could appear to be success. But when I was um, just being quiet and being still, as if the Holy Spirit was saying, just do what. Moses said in Psalm 90. He said to number your days so that you may gain a heart of wisdom. Number your days so that you may understand what true success looks like. And so I don't know about you all, but don't you find yourself sometimes saying, how did I get here and what am I doing? You ever ask that question?
0: Every morning. Every
1: morning, because what we're doing has eternal significance. And what we're doing, what I'm doing is going to be reproduced in my children's lives and in my grandchildren's lives. And what we're doing is going to be reproduced in our spheres of influence too. And so maybe you ask, you know, am I doing, pursuing silly, selfish pursuits that I think lead to success? And if so, I was praying through some of that. Lord, show me. Are there things that I should not be doing that I think are leading to success? And maybe you ask another question. You know, why am I doing this? Oftentimes, we feel over anxious, we feel over committed, overextended, overwhelmed, overworked, and somehow the world equates this with success. Like, I don't understand that. They, they equate that. They, the busier you are, the more successful you, you, you seem to be. Well, with our children, um, I, one thing I've really enjoyed watching our girls be moms and the little ones before they develop the spoken language. Um, They have taught them how to do a little bit of sign language. So how many here know the sign for more? You got it, more. (laughs) So a lot of times I just think that we're asking for more in regard to success, but we don't exactly know what that looks like. We're asking for more. I I know we've looked around and we've, we've seen houses but no homes. We have investments but maybe no inner peace. We have hearts, but no hope, very little hope. We have schedules, busy schedules, but no freedom. Now, we have a lot of followers on Instagram. It could be 2,000 to 5,000, right? But still, Mm. there's insecurity. Mm. We may have beauty, but there's no joy. The world tells us what to wear, how to fix our hair, and how to put our makeup on, but we lack joy. And you know what's interesting is we drink water that's ultra purified; it's enhanced with electrolytes. But what we're still thirsty. We're thirsty because we want more. We want to understand what is success. And even Jesus in John seven thirty seven said, "If you're thirsty, anyone who is thirsty, come to me and drink." And so, Kurt, this morning, um, we want to lead everyone to a well of water. We want you to drink. And we want the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what success truly looks like in the eyes of our Lord. But before we do that, I just want to pray because we don't want to waste this time. We want to ask God to open the eyes of your heart so that you will hear what he wants to speak to you through his word. Lord, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you so much that we have this opportunity to look to you for guidance. And so I'm going to ask right now for every person that's watching online, wherever they may be in this world, I'm going to ask for every person in this room today, Father, open the eyes of their heart so they might understand what you say to us, Father, is true success. And so now, would you bless this time in Jesus'
0: name? Amen. 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 So, if you have a phone, a smartphone, and you want to follow along, you can download the Harborside app. I know some of you are new with us today because you're here because of the Parent Dedication Day, but there's an app with all these scriptures. And we're going to look at two different passages of scripture. I couldn't help but think when you're talking about the water a minute ago, yeah. does that mean we can quit buying all that expensive water? <laughs>
1: no. Not yet. No. no. <laughs>
0: That's kind of what I thought. So we're going to look at one passage um, in Luke chapter 4 and then Isaiah chapter 61. But here's what's so cool. Jesus is quoting Isaiah 61. And so what happens is Jesus goes into the synagogue and he's handed a scroll. And the scroll then has a passage of Scripture that he's supposed to read. He unrolls the scroll, and he reads this passage of Scripture. Now, what he's reading is something that Isaiah wrote 700 years before this. And the attendant hands him the scroll. Jesus unwraps the scroll. But what I want you to catch is there's this seat, and I'll show you a picture in just a minute. There's this seat called the seat of Moses, and no one ever sits in this seat. The only one who could ever sit in this seat would be the long-awaited Messiah, Messiah. So I want you to catch what Jesus says and what Jesus does in Luke chapter four. So here we are, Luke four, um, this verse 18. And Jesus says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And That's out of Isaiah 61. He's quoting Isaiah 61 because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. Some translations say to the poor. Some translations say to the poor in spirit. Doesn't really matter. It's good news either way. So Jesus is now saying to all these people in the synagogue, God is on me. He's given me a role to play. I am now to preach the good news. There's nothing better than getting your sins forgiven. That's the most incredible news you, guys, you and I could ever hear. And so the good news is so incredible. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight and to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year Of the Lord's favor. Now we're going to talk about that at the very end of the message. The year of the Lord's favor is called the year of Jubilee. Then he rolls up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and he sat down. And the eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. Why were they fastened on him? Because he sat down. Jesus sat down on the seat of Moses. No one had ever sat there. This seat was totally reserved for the Messiah. And so now everyone's eyes are on Jesus because is Jesus saying he's the Messiah? Is Jesus claiming to be this incredible person? And so this is one of the most amazing things that Jesus ever does. It all comes back, though, to Isaiah chapter 61. You see, we're going to redefine success this morning. So hang with us. We're coming to that. So Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Just exactly what Jesus said 700 years ago later than that. Because the Lord has appointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and to release from darkness the prisoners. Jesus does four things there. Number one, he says, I've come to preach the good news. That's what we have to offer people. We have to offer people this incredible news today that Jesus Christ has come to forgive you of your sins. There is nothing more valuable than getting your sins forgiven. But it gets better. It's not just for the future, getting your sins forgiven. It's also to heal your broken heart. I was jogging early Wednesday morning. I went to John Chestnut Park. I got out of my truck. I took 18 steps. A man i have never seen before stops me. I don't know what he means. I don't know what he wants. I thought there was a problem. He says, he says, stop right there. And he pulls out his phone. He's got his phone on and his ear pods. And he's listening to last week's message. One of our teaching pastors was teaching. And he's listening to it. I never met the man. In three minutes, he begins to pour out a heart issue. In three minutes, he tells me of a great heart issue. His tears are, his eyes are tearing up. And I said to him, You're not free, are you? I never met the guy. I'm just out of my truck trying to jog four miles at John Chestnut Park. Wednesday morning. These things happen to me all the time. Hey, dude. She sends me to Publix. I come back an hour later. I tell her, well, you'll never believe what happened. And she says, yeah, I believe what happened. <laughs> so, so I run. I, we pray. We're going to set you free. God's going to set you free. We pray. True story. I get back to my truck, ran the four miles, can hardly breathe. I need oxygen, sweating profusely. And a woman that I know quite well is also in the park and she said, I said, how are you doing? She said, I'm still not doing great. And she can't forgive somebody. I said, it's time. It's time here right now today for you to be forgive this person and for you to go forward. Christ has come to heal your broken heart. Amen. We're talking about a series on heart issues. Mm-hmm. You cannot go forward until Christ heals your heart. You cannot go forward until the issues of your heart get resolved. And Christ has come to, to reduce the power of sin that's impacted and affected your life. And so it's time for you. So, this is what he says. This is why Jesus came. He came to preach good news, he came to heal the brokenhearted, he came to give you freedom. Are you peaceful this morning? It's available. The freedom that Christ has come to give you today is available to all of us that are in this room today. And it came to open your eyes. And I pray that prayer all the time. Lord, open my eyes. Give me eyes to see and ears to hear. Let me have a mind that can perceive the great things that you have in store for us. And I love the next verse. Verse 62 says this. To proclaim the year of the Lord's freedom and the day of vengeance of our God and to comfort all who mourn. So here's a day... Where he's come to, number one, give you favor. Number two, to bring judgment on the unrighteous. Now, that's not the fun part, but there's a judgment day if people don't give their lives to Christ. And number three, it's to give you comfort. Okay, so we're gonna talk more about defining, actually, we're redefining success.
1: Yes, so when these things happen, when there is liberty from captivity, when he sets you free, so what's he gonna set you free from? And I speak to women this morning, but it's also men. Is it anxiety? Is it loneliness? Is it rejection? Is it fear, anger, control, feeling unloved? What what is it this morning? See, this is true success. Everything else falls by the wayside when you think about the one true thing that Jesus came to do. He came to set you free from all these issues. That's right. And when that happens, there's like this natural progression that Isaiah is walking us through. So those things happen, and then all of a sudden he says, and let me tell you what the Lord's going to do. He's going to put on you a crown of beauty. And you think, well, what's that about? He says a crown of beauty instead of ashes. Well, in Hebrew, that was interpreted like a tiara of ashes that men and women would wear around in times of, of... of great joy. And he said, I'm sorry, in times of mourning, not in great joy. So he says, in place of that, I'm going to replace it with a crown of beauty. And in mourning, you know, the face looks emaciated, you're downcast, you're, you're just, there's a heaviness about you. He says, no more. It's time to celebrate. I'm going to put on you this crown of beauty. It's going to lift your countenance. You're going to have eyes that are bright, full of light, and a smile on your face. And not only is he going to do that, but he says, I'm going to put on you, I'm going to pour on you an oil of gladness. And so people um, in the Middle Eastern cultures, they would lavish themselves with oil. And this was in times of joy. And they would just pour oils all And We're familiar with that in our in our society, in our culture. We're spending all kind of millions of dollars on, on oils, don't, on lavender. Don't, don't on get peppermint, me started on, on
0: the essential oils. Yeah, all the
1: essential oils. Don't, don't I'm even not talking start about there. those oils. I'm talking about the oil of gladness. Which <laughs> was he was prophesying about the oil of joy. And he's saying It's time to put that oil back on. I'm going to put the oil of gladness on you, and you're going to reflect my joy. This is a joy that no one can steal from you. In fact, 1 John says you have been anointed by the spirit of joy. You've been given this spirit that produces this in your life. So you have the crown of beauty that happens after you've been set free from bondage. And we all have some bondage, all issues of the heart that we need to be set free from. And it's a beautiful thing. You get the oil of joy. And then he says, I'm going to place on you a garment of praise. And this um, doesn't come nearly close to any beautiful silk or fine linen. This is a garment that he places on you, and it's of praise. And he says, instead of a spirit of despair. And so when you think about a spirit of despair that's internal. You're grieving. There's a heaviness, a weightiness, and everyone can sense that. But Isaiah says, the Lord has come to put on you this garment of praise, and it changes everything. everything. It's time to celebrate. It's time to be able to rejoice in all that God has done for you. And so I want to also think about the word um, praise. I think we need to be reminded that Our words have such power. And as a mom, as a female, as a lady in this room, just remember that, that garment of praise, it changes um, what speaks, what what you speak, what comes out of your mouth. No longer are you speaking words of death or heaviness or just a spirit of despair. You're speaking words of life. And there's power when you speak those words of life. It it, it transforms the atmosphere. Mm And so you know what happens then is this progression that continues. He says, I'm going to call you an oak of righteousness, which is a planting of the Lord to display his splendor. And when you're called an oak of righteousness, I know many of us probably would think, well, why don't don't he say we're going to be like a a dogwood in the spring? We have these beautiful flowers or, or a red bud or one of these beautiful trees. But he doesn't say that. He says, you will be called an oak of righteousness. Have you ever tried to run into an oak tree? You're going to bounce back, right? Why? Because the roots go down deep and it is firmly planted. Take a look at this oak tree. And this one, by the way, is in downtown Safety Harbor. You're probably familiar. You've, you've driven past that. That's
0: 500 years old. Yeah,
1: 500 years old. He calls us awesome. an oak of righteousness. And maybe you have felt like a tree that's not producing. You feel unfruitful or unsuccessful. But that's not the case here. When he sets you free, he crowns you. He pours the oil on you. He put, wraps you with the garment of praise. And then he says, you are called an oak of righteousness. And I know some of us will, will look around at, at people and we'll say, you know, they look like a Christian. They act pretty kindly. I mean, they have good morals, good values. They look like a strong person. And we say, well, I think they are. I'm not sure. There is no guessing with this. Mm -hmm. He says, you will be called. You will be that tree whose roots go down deep into the water, who produces lush green leaves, and you will be a tree that's planted by the streams of living water. So it's a beautiful picture to think about. It's a progression, Kurt.
0: So Jesus is in the synagogue, and he's reading Isaiah 61. And he's telling them in the synagogue that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he's anointed me to preach good news. He gets all this from Isaiah chapter 61. And Isaiah chapter 61 was such a message of hope to people who were in captivity. And so this Heart issue series is I'm recognizing that we've all got heart issues. Now look at the person beside you and say, whether you see it or not, you've got heart issues, okay? I mean, it's so true. And point to somebody else and say, I don't have any heart issues, but you do, right? (laughs) I mean, we can see them in other people, but we struggle. I think I've got every one of these heart issues that we've talked about. And what he's saying in Isaiah 61 is, Christ has come to set you free. That's the power of the gospel. And I love that. He's come to set you free so that you can then walk around. I mean, he gives you that crown of beauty. You don't have to get it, right? No,
1: he he places it on you.
0: So he he gives you this crown of beauty. Mm -hmm. He gives you this oil of joy. And he allows you then to have this garment of praise where the inside of you, there's so much joy that you're happy. You're not manufacturing joy. You're happy from the inside out and you're then able to share. So what is success? I think success is letting the Lord God Almighty cleanse us of our heart issues and then becoming that oak of righteousness. But here's the whole point. Don't miss this. You see, success is not about you. It's not what you can get. Now, God wants to give you crown of beauty. He wants to give you oil of joy. He wants to give you all this amazing garments of praise. He wants to give you freedom. He's come to set the cap. He wants to give you all of that. But hear me so carefully, that's not success. That's his success. That's what he's done. That's what he's done in you and he's done for you. Success is what he now wants to do through you. It is incredibly selfish for God to give you the crown of beauty, the all of gladness, and all this amazing garment of praise and to make you an oak of righteousness, and it just stays within you. The whole point of success, redefining success, is now how you minister unto other people. It's now what you do with everything that God's done inside of you. Real success is, thank you, God, you've changed me. Thank you, God, you helped me with objection. Thank you God you transform me from anxiety and fear. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's awesome. What are you going to do with it? When the sun sets you free and you are free indeed, what are you going to do with the incredible freedom that he's now had within you? How can you keep that to yourself? All the incredible things that he's done inside of you. Success is the next verse. Success is now you're a priest. Success is now you're a minister. Listen to Isaiah chapter 66, 61, verse 6. This is incredible. This is what he says. And you will be called priests of the Lord. And you will be named ministers of our God. What are you to do with the garment of praise that's wrapped around you? Just minister unto other people. Just love the other people around you. You know what that looks like? It's so simple. The people you work with you share a scripture verse. The people in your family, you don't just keep talking about a problem. Hey, how about we stop and we we pray about this? You're at the kitchen table. Somebody's got a problem. You just stop, you stop and pray. This is success. If you want to redefine what success is, every woman in this room, you learn to pray with your kids. You learn to pray with your husband. You learn to pray. Every, every grandmother in this room, by now, you're filled with truth and wisdom and Scripture. You've made all those mistakes. You're not going to keep repeating, and you're certainly not going to transfer that to the next generation. And so what does it look like to be successful? It's, you're, you're sharing Scripture. You don't have all the answers. You're just praying with people. This is really what success is all about. It's how you take all the things that God has done for you and inside of you. And we've talked about this this series on heart issues. And and I realize that that we've all got rejection. We've all got anxiety. We've all got loneliness. We've all got disappointments. We're all the prodigals in so many ways. And yet, that's what Christ has come to do. He's come to change you and me on the inside. And it's His glory, because He has to do it. And it's His power. You do not have enough willpower. This is the incredible secular research that I thought was so fascinating. 3% of people have enough willpower to actually change their lives, 3%. And nobody has enough willpower to change their life in every area of their life. Why do you keep saying things you don't want to say? Why do you keep doing things you don't want to do? Why do you keep going? Because you don't have the willpower. Nobody has the willpower. And so this is what he says. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. That's what he's come to do. That's his success. His success is His Holy Spirit now for everyone that gives their life to Christ Has the Spirit. And the Spirit leads and the Spirit guides and the Spirit moves by the, and we move by the impulses of the Spirit. But that's not your success. It doesn't matter how much money you've made this year. It doesn't matter how many toys you have. It doesn't matter how many houses you have, how many boats you have, how many vacations you go on. It doesn't matter how Your success, according to Isaiah and according to Jesus, is you're a priest and you're ministering unto other people. You're just praying. You're just sharing truth with all those people who are around you. And then 61 verse 4 says, they will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. You know what that means? That means that you moms are rebuilding your families. You're restoring your families. You're in the secret place praying for your kids and your grandkids, grandmothers. You're in the secret place restoring what the locusts have eaten. And verse seven says, instead of your shame, you will receive a double portion. God wants to bless you with a double portion of what he calls his power and his might. Instead of disgrace, you'll rejoice in your inheritance. And so you will inherit a double portion in in the land with everlasting joy and with peace. So Isaiah chapter 62, verse 2 says, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. You know what that is? That's a reset. Every 50 years, all debts were canceled. Every 50 years, The ground was not plowed, it was not planted, it was not harvested. Every 50 years, there was a reset and there was a restart. And this was to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor was a reset in in your life. And so this morning, we're asking for a reset, aren't we?
1: Yeah, we realize this is May the 9th. It's not January the 1st, when we typically push restart, reset, have new goals, But we want to challenge you, all of you, not just the women, women and men, everyone in here, everyone watching. Let today be a day that starts a year of favor, a year of resetting and restarting and establishing in your mind what God's view of success is. And so I wanna pray though with all of the ladies this morning. So ladies, if you'll stand with me, And I know that um, there's bound to be heaviness in your hearts in this room. And so I want to speak to those who may have a lot of anxiety. I want to speak to those who may be dealing with a lot of pain because you feel unloved. I want to speak to those who may feel a lot of fear anger, selfishness. You know what your heart issue is. And you also know what the world says success looks like. But we have directed you to the well, the spring of water. Mm. And I want you to drink from that this morning. So if you feel comfortable to hold your hands out to receive all that God wants to give to you, Lord, we come to you this morning and we literally bow our hearts before you. And we thank you for, Jesus, what you said in Luke 4 and how it was prophesied in Isaiah 61 that you had come to set the prisoners free, to free us from our bondage. And all this junk in our hearts is bondage. It's imprisoning. So, Lord, set us free. I ask for that for every female right now. Set us free, Lord. Do your work in our hearts. And I thank you so much that you will place the crown of beauty on every person in here. You will pour out the oil of gladness because it's time to celebrate you will put on us a garment of praise. The very words that come out of our mouth will change. And because of all of this, people will look at us and say, they are oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord to display your splendor. Lord, we receive that today. We receive your word. Now, may your word through the Spirit, do a mighty work in us. May we never be the same. May we restart, reset today, May the 9th, 2021. And Lord, you will receive all of the glory. We love you, and it is in Mm -hmm. your name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. Amen.
0: So so ladies and men, men, stand up as well. Join us. Go be a minister. Mm -hmm. You want to be successful this week? go pray with people. Share Scripture. Share truth with people. Just love all the people that are put into your path. For the kids' resources this week, they've got this picture, this oak of righteousness, this great big oak tree by the library in Safety Harbor. Great conversation tool. Great piece that you can carry on a conversation. Tonight, 5 p.m. live on YouTube, uh, we have a bunch of ladies again on a panel redefining success. From the bottom of our hearts, we just want to wish all of you a very happy mother's day. Happy Mother's Day. Day. Have a great day. God bless you. Love you. Bye-bye. You guys. Bye-bye.